BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. How to bring up to my wife that she's gone too far on a prank. Written by Thoroughway0294856. The last five years were tough for me and the wife. It was better for a bit, but yesterday got seriously weird again. Need someone to tell me whether I'm overreacting or not. My wife, a 34-year-old female, is a biotech engineer. And I'm a 39-year-old male, a self-employed artist. I mostly do freelance installations, but I've been branching out into murals on the side. So we've never really been able to talk to each other about our work. In 2017, she picked up a government contract and had to sign some sort of non-disclosure agreement, stopping her from talking about her job at all. Combined with the weird hours and the long shifts, and the times she had to fly all the way out to Santa Rosa for some kind of week-long conference, it had been really hard to keep anything going between us. Anyone who's been in a long-distance relationship or had a spouse or partner relocate somewhere else knows how hard it can be to keep a connection going. She was clearly tired all the time, with none of that spark that kept us both going through education and the tedious crawl of job searching for the first time. She even came back one week and had a breakdown in my arms about how she wasn't sure she wanted to continue in her field of study anymore and if what she was doing was right. Like I said, my wife can't tell me specifics about her job, so I assumed she was taking the tedium and exhaustion really poorly and wishes she took a job that was better for her, like mechanical repair. She's always been really into automobile restoration, 
Anyway, um, we did sit down and have a good conversation about where to go from there. And we ended up going to the couple's therapy session that my wife's colleague recommended. And it was covered by her workplace insurance. Of course, we stopped going after two sessions because of the conflict with my wife's work schedule. But the advice we got was great. He asked us to think about what we loved about each other and what drew us to each other in the first place. Both agreed it was a playful spark for us in college and how easily we'd take a joke and spin it into an elaborate little world that no one but the two of us were privy to. He suggested that we bring some of that on-the-spot whimsy back after my wife returned from her conference. So you know, we started pulling small pranks on each other. I'd spend an hour or two in Photoshop and print out a label. The next day she'd go out the front door and discovered we'd accidentally received the package of premium grade fresh air that was supposed to be delivered to Atlantis, Georgia. She'd take some of her official workplace stickers and slap a biohazard dispose or dangerous if swallowed label on my favorite brand of sunflower seeds. One time, she took all my multivitamin gummies out of the bottle they came in and put them into an official-looking Class 5 Psychotropes pill container. We'd come into the room and start talking seriously about how strange it was that they found Gruyere cheese on the moon. Couldn't anyone see that it was just branding and it was actually aged cheddar? Some of the stuff was really elaborate too, like I went all out with the time I glued all of our kitchen utensils and furniture to the ceiling, so it looked like we were upside down in the house. But I still can't figure out to this day how she did some of the stuff she did. There was this time her silhouette in the corner of my vision seemed warped for a couple of days. Although she'd looked perfectly normal every time I turned around to look at her face on. Some kind of foam padding or a shaped wig, I'd guess. Things went great for a while. They got even better after her project wrapped up and she was able to come back home and just relax. She said she'd been given a three-week paid vacation after the project which sounded a little strange to me, but I've never been properly employed by a company on a contract, so I was just glad to have my wife back with me. I asked her again what she had been working on, but this time, she just smiled and told me to ask again in 10 years. We got Indian takeout that night, and she gave me all her Madras curry I thought was weird at the time because she always loved spice. When I brought it up, she told me it was because she was cultivating a new tongue implant that had to incubate for 30 days before it could be harvested. So that set us off on another back and forth romp about the various body parts we were growing. We decided my hand was an experimental limb infused with rhino DNA. I forgot all about it. Anyway, the pranks didn't stop now that she was back at home. 
I assumed that since we had more time to spend together now, we'd just fall back into the natural state of affairs we had before she took the job. But she kept blanking out at certain times, keeping me on my toes around the house. She didn't seem to remember a lot of inside jokes we had back in college. And once I even saw her having what seemed to be a pretty normal Zoom meeting with a colleague in her office. But it still weirds me out to think about it. She was speaking straight gibberish at the screen, but he was nodding and talking back like he could understand every word. Some of the pranks aren't even really funny, they're just strange and I don't get what she was trying to go for. I found a micro SD card between the sofa cushions when I was deep cleaning the other day. I plugged it in to check out what was inside. It was just a six hour shaky close up video of what looked like industrial tile, focusing on one of those endless motion flamingo desk toys. There was nothing but shaky breathing and that desk toy and my wife's hand reaching out to get it moving again every so often for the entire six hours. Just shaky footage of that click-clacking desk toy, like she was afraid to focus the camera anywhere else. Anyway, that's what brings us to what I'm here to talk about. Sorry for the long ramble up to this point, but I feel that background is necessary for why I'm reacting the way I am. I got a package in the mail yesterday and it contained a little USB drive and a handwritten letter from my wife. The letter said that it was a secure failsafe that she had set up with her attorneys years ago, and it was supposed to be sent to her spouse and family members after she didn't check in with them for over five years, presumably in case of death. I was a little wary about plugging in the USB drive, so... I googled how to set up a sandbox on my laptop in case it had a virus or something. But I didn't need to worry. All of it was just legal wills and records, plus an honestly very sweet photo gallery of her favorite childhood memories, her family, and me, dated from before 2017. I guess she wanted to give me a present and showed me the good times we had together. But why 2017? And am I wrong for feeling like she stepped over a line here? I appreciate the sentiment, but I can't be the only one who feel like the delivery was in poor taste. I'm a pretty nervous person in general. These things have always scared me, and I really didn't like reading a letter from my wife, where the first sentence in it was, if you're reading this, I've passed away. And I still haven't talked to her about it. Because I'm not sure how to bring it up. I hope you all have some advice for me. I'm typing this up from my phone right now because I'm still awake and my wife's in bed with me. She's gone to sleep already. Breathing deep and even and smooth. 
but I'm not sure I want to stay with her for the rest of the night. Mostly because when I sat down to read that letter at the kitchen table, her handwritten grocery list was right next to me. Made me realize that she never used to cross her T's. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. I found a VHS and a VCR I bought. I wish I hadn't hit play. Written by your friend Hoff. A few days ago, my mom assigned me the unlucky task of putting together a video reel for my grandparents' 50 year anniversary. They're so great with that editing stuff, and plus, I bought the analog to digital converter. That's already half the work right there. All you need to do is connect our VCR to the computer and go through the tapes. Please help me with this, sweetie. It would mean so much to them. My summer had just started, and I was already being put to work. I groaned and brought the tape she left down to our basement to try to find our VCR player. After sifting through what felt like hundreds of boxes, I found it. But after plugging it into our TV, I quickly found out why we went digital. It's broken? Well, did you try blowing on it? My mom deserves the Nobel Prize after that idea. Mom, VCR players are ancient. Giving it mouth to mouth is not going to make it work. Well, I left you and your brother some money for the week while I'm out of town. You can use some of that to buy another one sure you can find another one for cheap. As she said this, I looked at the kitchen table and saw the money she had left. My flight's about to board here any minute, Ronnie. Please just do your best to get this handled. I love you. Alright, have a safe trip, Mom. Love you too. I hung up the phone and went off with my goal to find the cheapest VCR player I could find. That way we could use the rest of the money to junk out on pizza and fast food for the rest of the week. I found one almost instantly at the thrift store in town and immediately bought it. The quicker I got this done, the quicker I could get back to lounging around and spending my summer how it's supposed to be spent, doing nothing. After racing back home and setting up downstairs... I breathed a sigh of relief when the VCR player turned on. I grabbed the tape to load, but it wouldn't budge as there was already another VHS tape inside. Hitting the eject button led me to see an oddly red-colored VHS tape with a label that had a smiley face on it. Curiosity got the best of me as I reloaded it and hit play. 
blue screen lit up my TV screen with the word play in the top left corner. Next, a still black screen with a few of the classic VHS scratches here and there before a title appeared. Happy Times. And what I saw will be ingrained in my head forever. It cut to a woman who was bound to an office chair in a dimly lit room with tears streaming down her face. She was dressed in a scantily colorful sheer shirt and two people in clown suits joyfully popped up and crept up behind her. They almost mockingly comforted her, pinching her cheeks and drying her tears as one of the mascots began to paint her face while the other started testing out an assortment of colorful wigs on her. They both began making this inhuman whimpering sound as her cries grew louder. They continued prepping her for whatever disturbing thing awaited until they both seemed satisfied and rolled her out of the room. What followed next was her ear-piercing scream. My stomach was in knots as the screen faded to black. I felt a drip of sweat reach my brow. I nearly jumped out of my skin as I heard my phone ding with a couple of text messages, but I couldn't look away. This was like watching a car accident. I wanted to stop, but I was glued to the screen. Was this some sort of joke? Maybe some sort of performance art project? I had seen some pretty disturbing things on the internet, but somehow, this felt worse. Another title screen appeared. Performance of a Lifetime. Spotlight emerged to reveal a stage, and on that stage was a guy dressed in a monkey outfit while strapped to a hand truck. He shared the stage with a bunch of broken animatronics, and they all stood in front of an empty audience. A slight tapping and a voice whispering could be heard off screen. A one, a two, a one, two, three. And a piano kicked off a tune while the guy in the outfit began to sing through a trembling voice. Hey, come laugh. Make them laugh. Don't you know everyone wants to laugh? Singing was interrupted by a dart that whizzed past his head, just barely missing him. Suddenly, a laugh track started playing while someone off screen continued hurling items at him. A stapler, a glass, and baseball bat were all thrown each item just teasing him with every near hit. It rattled the guy further and further until he burst out in tears. His hysterical cries grew louder as the laugh track was now almost deafening. A deep voice shouted, Keep going! Just then, a hammer was thrown and about to strike the guy's skull. I instantly turned away and turned everything off. I was now shaking in a cold sweat. 
thought about calling the cops, but had no idea how to explain this. They might just chalk it up as some dumb prank or just tell me I was shit out of luck and to get rid of it. My brother was at a friend's house that night, but I figured he could give better advice on what we should do when he got back. I decided to try to forget about it, unwind a bit, and order a pizza while binge-watching a few shows before bed. It was hard to get to sleep with the images of what I had seen in my head. Just as I started to doze off, I heard a buzzing sound in our basement living room. I ran downstairs to see what it was. I saw the TV and the VCR was now playing again. There was another black screen with the title, Local Delicacy. I was frozen in fear as I watched a guy tied to a wheelchair, situated at a table. He was a rather large looking man who was wearing a birthday hat and a bib. Someone off screen brought a food cart to him with a bunch of bizarre, grotesque looking entrees. The person began feeding the man a sample of each dish. One was a cheese wheel with what looked like maggots crawling out of it. The next dish was a live octopus being shoved down his mouth. The man quivered and gagged as he put down each food. The person who was concealed walked the food cart away, while another person came on screen to place a tray in front of the man and remove the cover. It was a birthday cake, and as they cut the cake, a dark colored liquid leaked out. They started shoving clumps of cake down this guy's throat until he started choking. The hands off screen hit him on the back, and after a few strong coughs, the guy threw up what he had been choking on, a human toe. I couldn't stomach anymore and I ran to the bathroom to puke. I needed to call someone immediately but was hit with the cold realization. Who turned everything on again? I crept back upstairs towards my room to grab my phone and saw my worst fears come to life. The door had been unlocked. I nearly fainted as I saw our kitchen lights now on, with a shadow lurking about. I slowly turned the corner, getting ready to bolt upstairs, when I saw my brother rummaging through the leftover pizza. With a face full of pizza, he blurted out, What up, Ronnie? Jesus, Tim, you scared the shit out of me. What are you doing here? could tell I was a little less than enthused to see him. John wanted to sneak out to go see his girlfriend, so he dropped me off. I tried texting you that I'll be back later and that I didn't have a key on me. I figured you saw it since you left the door unlocked. I guess I didn't see your text. Hey, why'd you turn on the basement TV? Tim's answer sent a shiver down my spine. What are you talking about? I haven't been downstairs yet. I told Tim about everything that had occurred. 
Thankfully, he believed me. We searched the entire house for any sort of intruder before making a decision on whether we should call the cops. But we found nothing. Tim shrugged off the incident and suggested that I had probably forgot to lock the door and left the TV and the VCR on from earlier. I tried to rewind and show my brother the tape, but it wouldn't play. It was as if the tape was now defective. Maybe it was one of those low-budget horror movies or just some kind of elaborate prank. Just bring it back to the thrift store tomorrow and ask where it came from. I didn't really have any room to argue with him, so... The next day, I headed back to the store. Fortunately, I can't see where that VCR came from. Most of our inventory comes from donations. The store clerk gave me another dead end. One last idea crossed my mind as I got back home. Take apart the VCR. I brought the VCR to our garage and flipped it on its back. The back panel came off surprisingly easy, as if it had already been tempered with. Inside the VCR, hid something burrowed. It looked similar to an air tag. Hey Ronnie, you got a package! My brother handed me a manila package with my name on it, as I walked back in with the VCR. My heart sank as I opened it. I already knew what it would be. Another red VHS tape with a label that simply read, Hello, smiley face. I panicked and plugged the VCR back in to see what it played. To see what was on the DVD, I linked the video in the description of this episode so you all can see it for yourselves. For those who can't see the video, the video simply shows someone in clown makeup, an animatronic, and another clown. If I live through this, I'm only watching digital from now on. Thanks for listening to today's episode. Please consider becoming a member of my Patreon page, where you can have access to over 200 episodes with no ads, no promo, no bullshit. Just scary stories which you can download or listen to through an exclusive podcast feed. You will have access to the entire Scarecast catalog, my bedtime story collection, and over 40 episodes never before released on the podcast. You can join today by visiting patreon.com slash the scarecast. All information will be posted in the description of this episode. Also, follow my Instagram at the scarecast for podcast updates. As always, be safe out there and until next time.